Um, first off, Cristal, uh, uh, first, uh, you know, congratulations on the movie, and thank you for your turn of time uh, for the interview. And I don't, we got a lot to talk about, and and so thank you again for for you know for for giving me the space to to be able to talk to you and talk about the, this uh, awesome movie that you know is down my alley. Basically, that's the, the type of film that I like. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Scream, and I know when you're in the summer. So you know that's. You know, whoever's watching this interview, if you're a fan of those things, you're gonna love this one because it's basically down that alley and, and the whole the whole you know scene that she yeah the judge you know how, what you know how did this project came out how did the, the dream catcher came about and what's the inspiration behind the, the movie? We 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 were fortunate. We when I say my brother and I is my business partner. We the last movie we did was with Wes Craven. We executive produced it with him, and we took some time off after that. He's a legend. He's a legend. We took some time after that because it was a sensitive. It was delicate. We lived life. And so when, when one summer when I was in Ibiza, I was uh, it just hit me. I was ready to do another project. I wasn't quite sure what uh, enough time had passed that I, I, I came back to my brother and I'm like, I got an idea. Kind of told him a little bit about what you know I was visioning. I got inspired by being out in Ibiza. Obviously, the nightlife there, the day, the day, the daytime, the daylight, the nightlife. And um, I was ready to sort of make an homage to Wes. We, he's a legend, he's an icon, you know, what he's left for centuries, decades and centuries to come is, uh, is really something to be said for. And I was, I was ready for that. I wanted to, I think in order to, to grieve properly, you have to get to a place where you can say, okay, it's time to move on. And so, yeah, so I told Brandon, let's just, let's just face it. It is what it is. We made a movie with Wes Craven. How many people in the world can say that? not that many mm -hmm. and so being a 90s kid and growing up watching scream watching i know what you did last summer and then rolling over into the 2000s where i love the skulls mm -hmm. and then there was teaching mrs tingle and so back in those days ensemble pieces were a norm it was regular i mean even then you go into final destination and so on and so forth it was it was an it, it was you would see it more times than not the ensemble cast mm -hmm. of the young adult and so i grew up I grew up watching those types of films. And as you get older, you, you, you stick to what you know. And so my brother and I, we said, well, we know what we don't know. We definitely know what we don't know. Why don't we just stick to what we know? And both being from in front of the camera and knowing that some of the, we believe some of the best talent out there is undiscovered. We felt very confident making an ensemble piece, telling a horror genre film, a slasher whodunit murder mystery with deep, you know, with, with, with deep storylines where you're going to fall in love with some of these characters, depending on who you identify with mm -hmm. at which point in your life and, and creating conversations, which I think it's an exciting time right now in a lot of ways, because we're having, we're being forced to have conversations about topics that we didn't net were taboo decades ago, our, our, mm -hmm. our parents, our grandparents, and so on. They didn't talk about half the stuff that we're talking about now. And so so it's exciting in that point. So we said, look at how can we, how can we put our touch on it? How can we tell a really fun, cool murder mystery who done it, put our touch on it with the twist that, that as far as we know, hasn't been, hasn't been done because what's going to separate us from any other film. That's when we came up with Dreamcatcher. We spoke to our writer director, Jacob Johnson. He is inspired by the same types of films. We speak the same language. He went to work. He knew, and uh, and that's how that's how it began. 
uh, you're, you're, a, you're the producer of the movie, but you also started, you know, you have your scenes on it without entering any, any, I don't want to enter into any spoilers. Um, talk a little bit, you know, talk a little, talk, talk to us about, you know, a process of producing the whole work that goes through it. I, 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 and I, and I, I, I say this because obviously I'm a producer myself of all the different shows that I did producing here in, in the island, but pe people, you know, people don't tend to understand, you know, how many things we do. Uh, you know, the, our, our, our jobs are, are really difficult when, 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 you know, when, when you explain to them, I have to do this and that. And you, on the other hand, you also had, you know, you, had, you also had your scenes. So how did you juggle producing and just doing your scenes at the same time? And again, how fun was it to be able to do both? It was really, really great question. And it's a very smart question. And I actually chose to take on a smaller role for this one because I didn't want to bite more than I could chew. It's a lot of work. This was, this was, I knew that this was going to be the biggest challenge I've ever faced uh, individually. And, and this is our first film with our new production company. So I wanted to make sure that I had the priorities in order. And to answer your question, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. You are everything. You're, you know, you're the cheerleader. You're the, you're the mom, you're the therapist. You are the business person. I mean, gosh, you're the business maker. You're the heartbreaker if you don't cast certain talent, you know? So mm -hmm. um, it's a never ending cycle that it's more of a marathon than I've ever could imagine. Um, but I've been in, I've been in the industry since I was a kid. So it's not that it wasn't that big of a shock to me, but it was sort of like a, like a very long roller coaster where there's a lot of highs and lows and we're so emotionally vested into it. You know, it's not like we're selling a product where, you know, at the end of the day, this product doesn't have feelings and emotions. You're talking about motion picture, you're talking about art here. So, and there's a lot of thought and heart that have gone into making this, not just myself, but, you know, I write just everybody, anybody who we go into it with the family mentality, it becomes a team having an athletic background. We, we, there's not a, we don't give one person, you know, any more leverage over the other, because that's, that, that's the fun part about being a part of an ensemble is everybody has to show up. Everybody has their ingredients to bring to the, to the table and, um, and managing that and making everybody feel loved and, and just knowing time and place and balance and juggle. And it's, it's, it's beautiful and it's fulfilling. It's also exhausting. And, um, you just have to kind of find your moments and make sure that, you know, you have a very strong supportive support system behind you, because sometimes you're going to hear things you don't want to. Sometimes you're going to hear things. Oh my gosh, like the best thing in the world. So you just have to, um, be, you just have to know like why you're doing something and then just stick with that and, and getting into it. That's with anything you do in life. And, and that's where, that's where we are today. And, and it feels really good. I've reached a new level of being fulfilled in this industry. If that, mm -hmm. that makes any sense. Cause it's at so many times it's like you, you get to, you reach a new milestone and then you still kind of feel like, Oh gosh, like, you know, am, am I good enough? Or, mm -hmm is there still more and and then you have to ask yourself like when do i stop and just take a deep breath and, and be mm -hmm. proud of being there and so that's kind of where i currently am is just really fulfilled and knowing what it took to get to this point and uh we're getting a really positive response all over the place we've sold majority of the territory so far and um 
So it's an exciting, it's an exciting time. It's really different because our movie's coming out during a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to see, I'm really curious to see what happens. I also think that, you know, if we continue to look for the silver linings, it's probably the healthier way to go about uh, the mentality of everything. Uh, I, I'm glad you mentioned Wes Craven because, I, you know, um, that's that's the vibe that I got when I obviously saw the movie. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad that we basically we're in sync and we, you know, that's basically what you try. That's the the person that you tried, you know, to pay a tribute to it. And you did. That's exactly what you did. I think you did an amazing job in playing a tribute to that mastermind. That's Craven. I think Craven and and, and Williamson. Those two when they work together, they're just something else. Um, what they what they can do. So um, you know. Walk through, walk, walk through like a typical day at set. You know, these type of movies are, are just just fun to make to make because of everything that's going on. And then again, you know, a prop to what you did with the ensemble. There, are, this is a huge cast. Like you just said, everybody plays a big role. You know, on, on, on you know, telling the story. Um, what you know, tell us about anything you know, fun or interesting that happened during shoot uh, during shooting. You know, the old, you know, we don't want. I don't want to enter into spoilers. So don't don't enter into spoilers. But it, it, so many things happens, and so many things happen on this style of movie that you know, people. I know people laugh at that when when they're they're filming some specific scene or when there's so, somebody dies this way or the, the other. It's just I know it's just funny when when it happens. It is, and there's there's so many because you know to to a sense when you're an independent filmmaker, it feels like you're back to the basics, which is really cool. It's it's you're getting together with like-minded people who wanna who wanna make movies. And so with that being said, we did a we did a I'm really grateful for the crew and cast that we had because there was so much love on set. I mean, people are really cool, and you can just see like the friendships bonding. I'm, I'm guaranteed that, you know, most that there's been lifelong friends that have been made um, with cast and crew. Uh, there's never, there's always taco Tuesday. <laughs> so we like to keep the morale and, and um, uh, a big thing that my brother and I like to do is support local, local businesses. So whether it was donuts in the morning or whatever, that that's really kind of um, just big thing that we like to keep it within the community because we get a, a supportive community. Um, so that kind of sets the tone is making sure that everybody's happily fed. Uh, I, I noticed the difference versus projects when people aren't happily fed. You just kind of, mm -hmm. you're going to get people who are just clock in and clock out versus feeling a part of it. And that was, that was the tone we did. So to answer your, your question, uh, well, we, we rented a 65,000 square foot warehouse downtown Los Angeles for the, for the club. So we threw the big, the big EDM music festival downtown. Mm -hmm. Now we weren't supposed to shoot that till week two. So we were going to have more time to prep or whatever. And then it's a very popular location. And at the last, literally, I think it was 48 hours before they called us and they said, uh, sorry, we're going to have to flip the schedule. Um, they were supportive of indie filmmakers. So we did get a really good deal. And so we're like, okay. So try telling your director that who just you know finished drawing all the you know storyboards and everything that we're actually going to bring um, over 350 you know background actors and bring in hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of uh, just lighting equipment to throw this music festival and that's going to be our first week. That was a lot to take in because nobody was ready for it and so you want to talk about anything that can happen could happen. I would say that, that was a really 
ambitious first week to have. And, um, but at the same time, we did it, we did it together. Somehow, I think we're a little crazy, for sure, we're a little crazy. Um, but you just have to adapt with the diet. You have to adapt with whatever, once, because once it's go time, there's no mm -hmm. stopping. Mm -hmm. you, have, you have to continue going. You have no time to freak out or even complain. It's just all about pivoting. Um, so, which means uh, scenes got rearranged. So we'd have to get a lot of the blood out of the girl's hairs. Um, and, you know, having that turn around, we have to wash and blow dry their hair and have another setup. Director, cinematographer would want that new setup to be ready in 15 minutes. That's unrealistic for a girl with a lot of hair. So there's a lot of uh, little challenges like that. Um, also shooting up in Hollywood Hills and having um, the showdown at the end. Uh, we'll leave it at that. And uh, dealing with um, having neighbors around and having people, you know, there's a, it's an ambitious scene. So having, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of gore. There's a lot, there's a lot mm -hmm. of, uh, action and commotion that happens. So you're trying to manage neighbors and noise complaints and people and all people that getting killed. Of, like, hey, they're, 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 they're people getting killed. Or, 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 yeah. yeah, I know that, also, that, that has to be interesting. The conversation with the people around. It is. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It is. And then also because of social media, we didn't, we were very protective. We didn't want to have anything slip too soon everything gets slipped nowadays. And we have, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some of our actors have a pretty healthy, big uh, influence um, mm -hmm. following. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, you know, maintaining the dignity of the project, making sure that it's taken seriously and making sure that it didn't leak. So, you know, th these were a lot of the business, it's more of the business stuff of just managing everybody's mentality. You know, we shot this back in 2018. This film has been pushed back, I wanna say four times now. And so every, so, you know, there's a lot of emotionally highs and lows. And so we have the official set release date, March 5th. So everybody's really excited and we'll see. Uh, I really look forward to seeing what happens. I got two final questions. I got three more. I got, I got, I got one that I just wanted to get your, you know, pick your brain on. Um, uh, when, when, you know, when you sat down with the screenwriter, when you saw the script, um, you know, just, just, just at the beginning of the interview that we, you talk a lot of, you know, modern, you know, taboo type of uh, subjects that are not difficult, you know, you know, back in the days it would be difficult and now today it's really modern, to, you know, to, to open up about this uh, different, different subjects. Was that something organic or that's just, that's how, well, you wanted it to be or, or did something change in the process when you look at the script and you sat down with the screenwriter? Well, we did. We, we um, I, I, you know, I love the, the title Dreamcatcher. I know it's been a Stephen King film before. Mm -hmm. And there was another film that they, we actually shot it before the other film. They, they, had a, they changed it to a K with a K um, because their release date came out sooner. It happens, you know, our, our baby's our baby. There's, you know, our Dreamcatcher's our Dreamcatcher. I never wanted to change that title. So uh, it goes with the lead actor, DJ Dreamcatcher. Mm -hmm. So the big up and coming uh, EDM, DJ. So, you know, you think Daft Punk for like the older generations or, or um, for the current generation, like an, uh, a marshmallow. Mm -hmm. So they have the costume and whatnot. So, so we knew we, we had some key points that we knew we really wanted to work with and how we we're going to bring it all in and bring it all in together. Jacob did a fabulous, fabulous job with the script. He actually pitched us another idea and it just, our instincts 
my brother and I, you know, we get, you know, you get goosebumps, you know, that you're onto something special. And then he was like, okay, he went to Trader Joe's, took a walk and came back. He's like, I got it. Came back, called us back and said, I got it. Pitched it to us. We're like, that's it. Go to work. He wrote it in, I want to say 17 days first draft. And then he's gone, uh, he's gone at it, which is pretty fast. That's I think it's, I think it's pretty fast. Um, but it was there, the layout, the character development, whatnot, it, it was all set up. And we're like, we, we thought we're like, this is, this is pretty cool because you're bringing, um, music into it. You're bringing the whole, that whole world. And there's a lot, a lot of cross pollination with the, a twist that we, like I said, we hasn't been done. And so we're thinking, okay, we're either, we're either out of our mind and we're crazy or, or maybe just maybe we're onto something. And I think that with the genre, you, you know, it's such a fun as a filmmaker, it's so much fun to be able to tell these stories. And, um, but you know, what, what separates your film from, from the others, because most of them have already been told time and time and time again. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not David Guetta guy. I, I, I know, I know much well. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not huge up EDM. I, I, I listen to all type of music, but I, I think that's one of the things that struck out from, uh, from you know, from the movie was the, the scene, the whole EDM scene party that you know, I, I, it really, really, it really, I really got my attention, mostly because I'm a huge fan of those, that music, obviously. But uh, obviously, at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm the huge fan of the whole scene that you're trying to create with the, the slasher. You know, the whole combination of EDM and slashing movie, just something different. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you with on that one. Um, you know, the movie. It's uh, I got two more questions. Um, the movie. You know, when you finally, when you finally saw the final product, what was your reaction? Like, uh, you know. What 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 did you just what were you thinking when you ah, I like this I I think we're, I see the, I think it's fine let's let's leave it at that. I'm sorry I didn't hear that last uh, part. Yeah no no what was your reaction? How did you react to the final product? When you were you like okay that's fine leave it at that that's, I'm good I'm, I'm content with it. I was just like oh my gosh, <laughs> it felt like I crossed a finish line of a marathon like I'm like <laughs> we did it. It, it felt it felt so good. I mean, we we the first cut we had was two hours and fifteen minutes, so it was all laid out. And then it was like, okay, we made a movie. Now we we put it all together, and now another phase is about to begin because now it's like I guess similar to like sculpting, having like a sculpture where you just have to kind of start taking away a little bit at a time. And and we work really well with Jacob. Um, I love the way he thinks because he he's such a team player and yet at the same time he's got such a strong back background in writing and character development and, and just kind of like coming from that world where he knows where to put his foot down and say we can't do that and this is why and give us a million reasons why we can't because he's like you know just really protective of look you know these characters people have to like them because mm -hmm. if we don't do our job as storytellers informing the audience of who these people are and what they're going through, what they've been through, their what they're currently facing. And then when stuff happens, when things go down, nobody's going to care. And so, you know, it's, it's tough when you have two hours and, and 10 minutes and, and typical genre film is on average, what, one hour and 35 minutes. Mm -hmm. So um, that was a little, that was a little tricky trying to figure out where do we, where do we cut from? That was, that was hard. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, the movies, you know, it's it's already you know 
Rachel and the Buffs, and, and it, it made the, the, you know, movies to watch from 2021 in the Internet Movie Database. How, how did you feel when you had heard the news that it, it made that list of movies that you need to watch? On, on, obviously, it's also in my list of movies that at least fans of the horror, the whole horror slasher genre, you know, they need to watch this movie because I know they're going to enjoy it. But how did, how did you, how did you, how did you feel when you heard the news that it made that list? Oh, it was the most... It was the most beautiful feeling. It was so different because we were, we, this is a small budget. Um, I had, you know, on our, our last project, we had more money. And so, but what's really unique about it is when, you, when you're limited, you have to get more creative. You have to think outside the box. You have to really use your resources. And this, this film has so much heart mm -hmm. and so much love. And I mean, this real, this, I was talking to my brother about it. He's like, this little engine that could it's it's that little it's the underdog you know the the, the story within the story is a story and so seeing this project that everybody has contributed to feels like it has wings and it's now whatever happens happens it's too late because we've already given birth to a project and so i guess um i don't have any children yet but you know i'd imagine that that's probably the what, you, what parents think about the love unconditional love for a ch child that's the closest <laughs> thing besides my animal that I just like I'm just so proud of it and I'm rooting for all the film you know I'm rooting for everybody to have really successful careers on the heels of this project coming out. Cristal again you know congratulations on the film I wish you the best of luck thank you uh, for your time for the opportunity for the interview it's really fun I really like I really enjoyed obviously being me being a fan of the horror slasher uh, general. Obviously, I'm going to enjoy the movie. So I really enjoyed the movie in, in, that, in that sense. So I want to, again, thank you for the, for the, for the, for, you know, for, gonna, for, for the, for the space, for the interview. It's an honor. I should be, I should be thanking you. I really appreciate it. Uh, I can see how sincere you are. And it's, it's the most, it's the most beautiful thing. And, you know, I can't wait to see what happens. So thank you for your time. Before we go, do you have any other projects pending after this one? Maybe you can give us a little hint. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I, I wrote, created a script in 2013. And then, so we've been developing it for now about eight years. And so it's more, it's more like the skulls, college murder mystery. Mm -hmm. So um, I think we're going to go with that direction. We also created a TV show, which I really want to talk to some of the streamer, the streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. and maybe to um, like an eight, eight episode, 10 episode. But I think, and then we already have a sequel. Let's see what happens with Dreamcatcher, but we already mm -hmm. have the sequel for that. So it's just about timing. It's about timing. I think, uh, let's see where the energy goes. I'm glad you mentioned this. I, I didn't want to mention it because I don't want anyone to boil it into spoilers, but I did say, from the credits, I, I, they need to put another. They need to put something after the credits because if they don't do it, that's gonna be a missed opportunity. And I did. I was like, I was waiting. I, I, I was like waiting through everything, just knowing how this, you know, gender works. So I like, they need to put a, a, something after the credit because if no, it's just a, a missed opportunity. I was like, I was like, they're waiting. Like, they need to put something. If they don't put it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something. They need to put some extra credits in uh, just to spice it up. And when, when I saw that one, I was like, oh, 
Yeah, that that's I like that 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 works that works. So again, congratulations on the movie yeah, and 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 just to let you go, thank you, thank you for the opportunity and, the, and your space. Thank you, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you.